Trash Cinema. Hey everybody, welcome to Trash Cinema. This episode is going to be my first solo episode. Why? Because I chose a subject that I can't get any guest hosts for. Because it's so obscure, so strange, uh, a very small group of people love it. It is Italian rip-off action movies. It is one of my favorite sub-mini-genres. Um, it gets no love. It may never get any love. Uh, most of these movies are lost. You'll find some on YouTube, maybe 5% of it DVD, Blu-ray, you know, beyond that. There's a bunch of digital ones, though, on Amazon, if you're into that genre. Sci-fi gets some love. The horror, of course, gets massive, massive amounts of love. Even remakes and sequels. and it just It's bananas. They love that. I am... Just a huge fan of this super macho, very strange, sometimes even gory action genre that came from Italy. A lot of them are ripoffs of The Deer Hunter, Dirty Harry, uh, though a lot of people would probably categorize those into the Giallo, uh, which is also very popular. I'm talking like the, the you, you got the uh, Rambo ripoffs, basically. That's what most of these are. They're Rambo ripoffs, Dirty Dozen, or some Wild Geese ripoffs. Trying to get some other ones. Uh, there's a few Commando, I think. You know, there's Rocky ripoffs. I just love them. And like I said, most of these are kind of lost. And so I'm just going to do a handful, just quick discussion of some of my favorites. And uh, I, th I think the genre um, has a few stars that I, I are kind of forgotten. If you're a fan of uh, 20, uh, I can't think, tw uh, not 2019, sorry, uh, the Bronx Warriors. Or uh, Escape from the Bronx. Uh, Mark Gregory is a guy who would pop up in this genre about a dozen times total, I think, before he decided to quit. And uh, besides the Bronx the double feature, he was in a trilogy called Thunder Warrior. And Thunder Warrior is a straight-up rip-off of that first Blood movie. And uh, basically has him as a Native American... I don't freak out. This is just the way it was in the 80s and prior. You just had people who weren't that race portraying that race. And he is just trying to live a peaceful life, and things go horribly wrong in this small town. Bo Svensson, a, uh, in the 80s, I basically became like an Italian, you know, just a mainstay, like uh, the way Fred Williamson was. And uh, he plays a sheriff in this town. And he's not sure. He's kind of like the Brian Dennehy, but nicer. And there's a bunch of corrupt cops in there who just hate Indians, and they just want to run them off. By the way, I'm saying Indians because that's what they said in the movie. It's Native Americans. I get that. I'm not. I'm not a race. I'm a race idiot. Uh, this, the first one seems like it was backed by serious money, like and for Italian films. Most of them would probably cap out around eight hundred thousand dollars. This one seemed like maybe one point five million, maybe two. Lots of action, packed to the wall. Um, Tons of stunts, a little bit of flavor of Smoking the Bandit mixed in with it. And Mark Gregory finally gets out of his awkward state that he was in the Bronx Warriors and also put on the muscle that he lost for Escape in the Bronx. And just he's a really great hero in these kind of movies and just handles the weaponry, the action great. Antonio Sobato is in the first one, a real sleazy, slimy son of a bitch. Yeah, I love it when Italians always, you bastard! Um, they do that a lot in kung fu movies, too. So, the Thunder Warrior one, the first one is easier to find. It actually did make it to DVD, I believe, with a triple feature with Savage Dawn. Uh, sometimes, but it's not called Thunder Warrior. 
it's called like cocaine dealers or something like that so it's kind of obscure i accidentally found it now this one was released by trans world i think it was one of the very first in the theaters i think it was a small release and i think it blew up on video here it did very well internationally uh, and we would wait a couple years for thunder warrior 2 by the way overseas it's just called thunder here it's called thunder warrior 2 so it, it's kind of hard to search for those sometimes because you'll get the wrong thing uh, Thunder Warrior 2 picks up years down the road. He is now uh, a sheriff deputy. He's working at this police station. Some of the survivors of the first movie are with Bo Svensson, who, by the way, Bo Svensson backed him up at the end of the first one. So they're, uh, it's, he's kind of like playing the Richard Krenner role, which I thought was interesting. So in the second one, he joins the deputy's office, and one of the guys just won't stand for it. He's a real tough guy. And uh, he decides to set him up for cocaine dealing, by the because he is, uh, a, you know, a, in with the mob and drug dealing. And Thunder's starting to catch on to him, so he shoves a bunch of drugs into his locker, sets him up. He's found guilty. A big chunk of the movie set in jail. I think to save money, there wasn't as much action in part two as there is part one. So I'll, you know, like I said, 1.5 for the first one, probably one even for the second one. And uh, but the the finale is is a lot of action. And uh, the third one is something of a disappointment. Now, it says on uh, IMDb that it was released by Transworld. I know for a fact it wasn't. I had this on VHS. It is from Imperial Entertainment, uh, one of their early releases before they started going more legit in the 90s with, you know, the Oliver Gruner, you know, Mark Casco stuff. Uh, and this one dumps Bo Svensson. It brings in John Philip Law, who's barely in it, like maybe a day or two of shooting. And mind you, Back then, John Philip Law was much lower on the, the sellability than Bo Svensson. Hardly any action. This one, he's taking on a militia, and uh, he's gone back to his private life. By the way, I forgot. At the end of the second one, he loses his baby because of this crazy, dirty cop. And then just goes on a rampage. Uh, tons of explosions, action, and stuff like that. second one is pretty entertaining. The third one... And by the way, uh, you're not going to find a good copy of two or three. I've looked everywhere. I, unless you find, uh, like, uh, what, a Revoc, I think, is where you can find some overseas transfers over to DVD. They do a good job. I'm almost willing to buy those because I hate the quality of the VHS, which looks like it was shot through fucking mud. Um, just a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy of what it looks like. Um, yeah, so he takes on a militia group who decide they don't want the Native Americans there anymore. And they destroy their land, they threaten and intimidate them, so they're they're just going to get rid of them. And uh, through some loophole, it gets stopped, and Thunder you know, decides to sue them for the damages, because he can't prove uh, exactly who it was, so they're not going to at least be arrested. The villain in this one, I can't fucking place him. I know I've seen him in something like uh, Expendables 2, not not our Expendables 2. Trust me, overseas there was a, a Hell Hell's Heroes Expendables 2, I think what it was. Um, another Antonio Sabato movie. Or Miles Akeef. I think it was Miles Akeef. Uh, I might be wrong on this one. Forget it, scratch it. Scratch what I just said. Um, so yeah, the, the third one is, there's action, but it's much lower level. It's just like him going into these shops and destroying them, trying to get, you know, revenge. Not a lot of chases, not a lot of action. It's kind of a downer, and it's a good thing that the series ended. Now, Warbus, for fans of this mini-genre, Warbus is like the Citizen King of Italian action ripoffs. 
because it's not actually a ripoff of really anything. I'm, I'm trying to figure out there's bits and pieces. There's a little Uncommon Valor. There's a little bit of Rambo. There's a little bit of Missing Action. It's set during Vietnam. The soldiers are trying to get these nuns to safety. Their whole platoon has basically been wiped out. They've been, they team up with, uh, God, I, I, I fucking should have paid attention in Vietnam War studies. Uh, what are the good guys in Vietnam? There's a, there's a leader with him and these crew, this crew. And uh, no real names this one. Roman Kristoff is maybe the only name in this, and he only did a handful of movies. Um, that's being generous. I think he just did cameos. This one is balls-to-the-wall action. It is the pinnacle of this genre. It basically just so simple. Get them from point A to point B. Don't die in the middle. They, they, they do an A team on a big old bus and load it up with machine guns and just fight their way out. Hell of a lot entertaining movie. It's on Amazon. You can find it. And the reason I bring this up, it's not necessarily a Rambo ripoff, but the sequel is. Some people say it isn't a sequel, and I've tried to piece this one together. I've seen, this is the one, Delta Force Commando. Not, what the fuck did I just do? Hold on. Let me try that again. War Bus Commando. Um, that is another return of Mark Gregory. This will be his final film. And basically, he... It's a copy of the uh, Rambo 3 plot. These guys get captured in the middle of nowhere, you know, like Afghanistan kind of thing. He has to sneak in by himself, use uh, a small team to get in and get out. And there's a kid involved, of course, for some weird reason. And, uh, you know, just it's just uh, you know, one of those like really low-budget action movies that have a lot of tight action. It's not as good as Warbus. Um, here's the weird thing is John Vernon's in this, and John Vernon is a king of like this like uh, trash cinema during this time period. And John Vernon's voice is very well known. Everybody knows exactly what he sounds like. It's, you know, Dean Wormer. And for some dumbass reason, I know that Italian movies are shot silently and they dub the voices over later. You're telling me you couldn't get John Vernon in to record his own voice? You had to have some guy that didn't have anything that sounded anything like him? It was more nasally, like John Heard is what it sounded like. It's ridiculous. Um, so he gets in and, and do the same plot, basically. Just get these guys that were captured, uh, blow up a bunch of shit, uh, get them in a bus, put it together. They mentioned something about one of their dads was previously in there, uh, and the files were in this bus, and they got to get it out of there, and, and those files are worth a lot of money. Almost certain it's not connected to the first movie in any way whatsoever, so I'm kind of curious why. I guess the 80s was just plugged this way, where it would just be like, Hey, we have a name. We have an IP. Let's just uh, make another movie about this kind of thing. It doesn't have to be connected at all. But yeah, that one is crazy entertaining for me. Um, and it was the very first movie to trigger that, hey, I'm going to go discover what Italian action movies are. That was in 2003. Well, you know, I apologize for the schizophrenic nature of this episode. I'm used to having a pause and bouncing off someone else and, you know, and then you kind of reground yourself. Um, there's going to be uh, many discussions throughout the season where I'm just going to be discussing Italian action movies. If you like this, great, because I can't find anybody else who does. I might. This might be just self-indulgent, all for me. <laughs> yeah! Um, that is it for this episode. What's that? There's going to be more? How about a commercial break, kids? It's back. Back 
thunder to the vendetta. When the law is corrupt, innocent people are the victims. Thunder to the injustice. They burnt him. They beat him. They tried to break him. Now he's back. Looking for revenge. So yeah, uh, I, th I think a lot of these movies were produced by Fabrizio De Angelis, a.k.a. Larry Ludman. God bless Larry Ludman. I love saying that name. Uh, a lot of the directors, they would get their names changed for American audiences, like I think famously Anthony Dawson's, I see Antonio Margaretti. Um, and then Fernando, Fernando Baldi did Warbust for Life My Camera, who the fuck did the second Warbust Commando. But um, I don't know why I said this is the end of the episode. I'm just, seriously, I need someone else to guide me. This is fucking weird. Um, <laughs> A woman murdered. An unpaid check to settle. of too many wars, real war machines, trained to kill. Attacked by who? Two Americans, one white, one black. Hey, buddy. Oh, shit. You again? You got something against me? Nothing personal, friend. How are you with fuel? Fuel? This ain't no taxi pal. You want to ride? Take a bus. For them has come the hour of Delta Force Command. The Navy is on red alert. The Air Force is ready to attack. Bingo! An atomic booby trap has been stolen. It can explode at any moment. There's a mystery to solve. Ah! A life to revenge. This is something personal. Yeah, well, that's fine with me, pal. Except those freaks were stealing a nuclear device. I don't give a shit. They just killed my wife. A two-man commando on a suicide mission. Delta Force Commando. I know that you Delta Force people don't like publicity. But stealing that peanut was a bad blow. To be caught here means torture and death. Tell me your mission here, and I promise you, I'll build in it. My mission is easy. Came here to tell you to 
kiss my black ass. To stay alive here is a bet with the devil. And here are the two most laid-back and daring men of Delta Force Commando. Now that was a teaser for our next episode where we discuss seeing the movies. It's a two-parter. I'm going to tell you right now, two-parter on Fred Williamson, one about the 70s and then one about his 80s output. Two totally different worlds, black black exploitation all over the 70s. 80s is basically just a lot of his Italian stuff because he did a lot. And uh, that's a teaser for the next one. I'll tell you this, if you, if you like balls-to-the-wall action with lots of great lines, Delta Force Commando is friggin' rad. The second one is a snooze. First one launched the reason why I did the uh, the blog uh, Trash Cinema in the first place back in 2007. The second one I remember seeing on the shelf forever and just like kind of caught my attention. I was like, that looks like a Top Gun kind of movie. It is not. It has none of the budget of the first movie. Nothing happens. It's fucking boring. It has Richard Hatch. Uh, and I, I feel like maybe 10% of the action of the previous one. So that's a teaser for the next episodes. We're going to be doing a trash cinema. Thank you for seeing those mini sewed. Check us out on Facebook under Video Nights. You'll find our original podcast, Video Night, and then this spinoff there. Uh, thank you, everybody, for being patient while I rambled on. I swear the next time I'll be more organized. Uh, have a good night.